1: To Amazing Grace for another week. My name's Lynette, and I'm going to be joined today by Dennis, my husband, and we really hope and pray that you will be blessed by today's program, that you'll gain some um, big inner strengthening of encouragement from today's program. And here at Amazing Grace, we want to hear from you. We would be happy um, to answer any question that you might have or any feedback, um, that any words of encouragement that you'd like to give us. And also, we're happy to pray for you or our friend or family member on or off ear. You can contact us. And um, by email, and the email is info at mpr.nz, info at mpr.nz, or you can text on 022 6815216. That number again, 022 6815216. Let's start with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask for your grace, your guidance, your help in what we share today. May your Holy Spirit speak to all of us, those who speak and those who listen. In your name, Amen. So to start with some words of encouragement, I'm just sharing a couple of uh, tiny Um, Thoughts from a very powerful woman whose name you may well recognize, Corrie Ten Boone. Her and her sister Betsy went through the um, Nazi concentration camp because of um, their family, Dutch family, hiding to rescue Jews. And um, this is just some thoughts that we've just um, discovered. And it's entitled, He Guards You. Many times I've been guarded by divine power, Corey says. Once when I was a prisoner, I was brought to a judge who asked me many questions. There was a possibility that I would be shot. After he He had asked me many things. I said to him, May I ask you something? Go ahead, he said. Is there darkness in your life or light? Only darkness, he said. I told him the way of salvation. My sister Betsy was questioned by the same judge, and she too brought him the gospel. She even asked him if he would allow her to pray with him. He told me later, I will never in my life forget your sister's prayers. Finally, the Lord touched his heart and he became our friend. And a verse from Romans 1221. Be not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Isn't that powerful? Very, very powerful. And also, another thought, probably referring to this same judge who questioned both of them and um, subtitle, He Confronts the Contrary. The judge in the prison still had his job to do, and there came a day when he showed me papers that could mean not only my death sentence, but also the death sentence of family and friends. Can you explain these papers? he asked. No, I can't. I admitted. Suddenly he took all the papers and threw them into the stove. When I saw the flames destroy those condemning papers, I knew I had been guarded by divine power and understood as never before Colossians 2.14 which says, Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, Jesus took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. The things that were against us, our mistakes, our fallings, our failings, our sins, that is what Jesus blotted out and paid the price for on the cross. Let's pray. Lord, thank you that you are willing to guard each of us with your divine power. We thank you for your constant protection and for your ocean of love and forgiveness. Amen. Now we're going to have the song, and let's see what our song is called for today. It's called... Um, I turn to you by Sela.
2: When I'm far away from home And the cold starts to blow I'm empty and alone, I turn.
1: Isn't it great that in this world we're not fumbling and stumbling along and trying to pick ourselves up and we just got ourselves to depend on? But as that song says, we can turn to Jesus. He gives us strength, He gives us hope, He gives us grace. Now we're going to do our health tip for the week and it's from the book Live More Happy by Dr. Darren Morton and we're up to the chapter that's called Feelings Follow Your Focus and it's the practical um, three questions at the end of the chapter and um, which was um, subtitled Look to the Positive. So we talked about the first one last week which was what? Am I truly grateful for? So these are three questions that it's really good for us to ask ourselves and we can even do this as a table conversation with our family Um, at night time. I suggest that you give that a try. Um, So question two, what went well today? In a fascinating study, participants were asked to complete a short writing activity called Three Good Things before they went to sleep every night for one week. The task involved them writing down three things that went well that day and why they went well. The participants benefited so much from the activity that many of them stuck with it and what was truly remarkable is that their happiness progressively increased for the next six months. Normally, in studies like this, we see a treatment effect which gradually dwindles to nothing over time. But in this instance, the effect gradually grew. And question three is what Am I looking forward to? What do you have coming up in the near future that gives you a warm fuzzy every time you think about it? If you are struggling for a good response and something vague like the weekend is inadequate, you had better do something about it. The excitement of looking forward to something can be all it takes to pick us up when we're feeling down. One of the possible reasons children are, for the most part, upbeat and happy is they have an innate capacity to get excited. A tragedy of ageing is that we are expected to grow up and put this behind us, but how good was life? when we counted down the number of sleeps until Christmas or our birthday. Exactly. Another way we can look positively to the future is to be hopeful. Hope is having positive expectations about the future, and numerous studies show that people with hope are happier and suffer less depression and stress. So, do you have hope? That's a big question, isn't it? Do you have hope? Dr. Viktor Frankl was an Austrian neurologist and psychologist who survived the Holocaust. As a prisoner in a death camp, he endured unspeakable atrocities, but as a doctor he found himself Caring for and observing his fellow prisoners. In his book, Man's Search for Meaning, he tells of how a disproportionate number of his fellow prisoners died in the week after Christmas, 1944. At first it seemed inexplicable. There had been no change in work conditions, rations, the weather or anything else that added to the hardship they were enduring. After much thought, the cause of death became apparent to him. There had been rumours in the camp that the aliens were coming to liberate them, and that they would be home for Christmas. Sorry, not the aliens. Silly me. The Allies. I was thinking that does sound funny, the aliens. But no. The word was the Allies were coming. That was the rumour. And that they would be home for Christmas. With their hopes dashed, the people perished. Isn't that mind-boggling? Anne Frank was correct when she penned, Where there is hope, there's life. Hope is literally life-giving. Hope is one of my favourite words. It makes me happier, and is a great source of comfort, especially when things are not going well. As the quote attributed To John Lennon puts it, everything will be okay in the end. If it's not okay, it's not the end. That is hope. Speaking, it is a wonderful expression of looking to the future with positivity. Putting it into action. Number one, what went well, take. 10-15 10 to 15 minutes at the end of each day to think about and write down three things that went well that day and why they went well. You might find that doing this activity shortly before you go to bed will also help you sleep better. Number two, gratitude visit. Think about someone who has had a significant positive impact on your life and write it down in a few paragraphs. Now the hard part, share it with that person, ideally face-to-face. And number three, mark it in your diary. Are you in need of something to look forward to? Mark something in your diary that will give you an eager sense of anticipation every time you think about it. So that's our health tip for today. And uh, yes, some very, very practical things there that will help us to live more happy now we're going to have another song by and it's called wonderful merciful savior who gives us so much hope See mm-hmm. you You're listening to Amazing Grace and
3: now I'd like to welcome Dennis um, It's great to be with you guys um, again today and we're <clears throat> we've been doing a series on the book of Revelation and um, I have mentioned that you can get a series of booklets which are probably the best that I have seen for the lay people on the um, subject of Revelation. And all you got to do is put into Google Revelation, Hope, Meaning and Purpose and you will get the details of how to get them. So you can get 12 booklets um, which deal with um, Revelation... Uh, the whole of Revelation. Each booklet deals with two chapters, or you can get a series of 24, which deal with um, one chapter at a time. So... The Book of Revelation is becoming more and more important to us because of when you look at what's happening in the world. So we're just going to be sharing uh, more on the Book of Revelation. But the last two weeks we've been talking about how to handle trouble, which is very important to understand. And um, I think I've just got one more um, session that we're going to do on that. I hope we can get through um, the thoughts that we want to share. But... um, we, <clears throat> It's really important to be able to handle trouble. And uh, I've been covering just a summary um, of when trouble comes, these are the things that we are tempted to do, is either complain or lie down in despair or to flee from trouble. And we finished last week, we were in the midst of talking about having a revengeful spirit. So um, we're going to have a we're going to have a break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about it a bit more. So we're going to have an ad break now.
0: If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the kiwi fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatū People's Radio from the list of stations. And go find your new favourite show. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz donate. Welcome. Uh,
3: welcome back. Uh, we're looking at this um, <clears throat> subject of how to handle trouble. World is full of trouble, isn't it? So uh, we are talking here about the experience of David, and you see, we need to look to the Lord who permits the trial to come, come to us. And why does He do it? It's for our good and for His glory. There's a couple of verses um, in the Bible, um, which is Daniel twelve verse ten. It says, "Many shall be purified and made white." Right, that's talking about the final movements of this earth. And then it says in Romans eight twenty eight, All things, all things work together for good to them that love God. Not all things are good. Like Job, he lost everything and he was suffering. It was bad. It was bad. But God used it for good. Now, it's really important that you read the Bible right. Now, I came across a statement which has helped me um, greatly. And it says, God is often represented in doing that which he does not present, pre, uh, prevent. Let me read it again. God is often represented in doing that which he does not prevent. Now, <clears throat> I could say a lot more on that, but I'll run out of time. Um, now, a, another illustration of that is uh, when Jesus was arrested in John 18. He said to Peter, Shall I not drink the cup that the Father has given me? Right? So it was the devil and Judas. Judas betrayed him. The devil was out um, to destroy Jesus. But Jesus pointed back to his father, you know. Shall I not drink the cup that my Father has given me? We've got to learn to say, you've got to learn to say to yourself, and I've got to learn to say to myself, God has made this difficulty and there is some good to come from it. See Romans 8, 28, all things work together for good to them that love God. And then the next verse is the key verse. It says, He has predestined us to be conformed to His image. So God planned... In the past, he planned to conform us to his image. I have done the little I can. Now I will leave it all with God. So when we read um, Psalm 52, 22 a right, David is talking to himself. So we cast our burdens on the law, what he casts on us. <clears throat> and that's really important. Now... <clears throat> For instance, when I was a child, um, about four years of age, I was over at my neighbours because I, um, I was an only child, and my neighbours there was three um, three children, two boys and a girl, and they were around my age. The two boys were around my age. One was a bit younger, and the other a bit older. But I used to play with them, and <clears throat> I. I fell on this old tank and I cut my, um, my head above my eye, and I had blood everywhere. Now I didn't worry about anyone. I rushed home to Mum. I went across the road. Um, I was lucky there weren't many cars here or a car at the wrong time. I rushed I wouldn't have looked at the road or anything. I would have rushed home to Mum. See, and that's what we've got to do. We've got to rush to Jesus. Whatever our burden is, whatever our sin, whatever, we rush to Jesus and ask him for help. See, <clears throat> Jesus has taken the greatest burden that we have, and that was at the cross. All our sins were laid upon him. We, we cannot realize um except by looking at Jesus, how much our sins, um, how much of a burden they are. But when we look at Jesus and see what he went through, um, that's the price of our guilt and our sin. And because Jesus has done that, um, it says in Romans 8, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? And so, cast your burdens on the Lord. Now, here's another thought. Have you ever tried to give your burdens to the Lord, but they keep coming back? Now, I know what it's like. My family, especially my mother, was a warrior. She was a worry. And I've done it myself. You know, you give your burdens to the Lord, you take this, but they keep coming back. Now, I read something really, really helpful um, about this. And I admire some people. And one of them is Corey Ten Boone. She was so honest about herself. And and this is, I I read this out of a little book by Corey Ten Boone. It's called Prayers and Promises. And it's on page 75. Now, I tried to buy another one of these books, but I couldn't find it anywhere. But um, <clears throat> this is what she said. Praying is bringing to the Lord everything that troubles and distresses us. It means leaving our burden of cares with Him and going on without them. Then Corey says, that day I'd been very stupid. i had gathered up all my cares and after prayer The burden seemed twice as heavy as it had before. And so I prayed, Lord, teach me to cast all my burdens upon thee and go on without them. Then she says, only your spirit can teach me that lesson. Give me your spirit, O Lord, and I shall have faith, such faith that I shall no longer carry a load of care. See, isn't that... Isn't that a wonderful thought? She really understood. See, uh, I really like it when um, these thoughts, every command in the Bible, there is a promise that God will do it. So it says to cast your burdens upon the Lord. But naturally, we don't. And we need God's Spirit to teach us to take our burdens and uh, cast them on the Lord. We need to be taught by the Spirit of God. I I love the Bible because all His biddings are enablings, and we cannot do the will of God except by the power of God. Now, that's just a, a, a wonderful thought. And in Philippians 4, um, chapter 4 is really uh, a really good chapter because it says there about Paul, he said, I have learned. It's something that we can only learn by experience, but I have learned the secret. Whatever situation, whatever situation to be content, right? Now, if, if we can do that, see, it says in Philippians 4, be anxious about nothing. people are anxious about lots of things but we can give our burdens whatever to the Lord and to pray so these three things be anxious about nothing pray about everything and be thankful about everything be thankful about everything yes we need to be thankful now I I, um, you know that's the secret of life it really is And the most happiest people on this planet are those people who do those things. They're anxious about nothing, they pray about everything, and they're thankful about everything. Now, I read this story, and I just want to share it with you. It's it's an amazing little story. It's about this Negro woman. And um, a friend of mine went uh, one day to see this poor Negro woman living in one of the poorest parts of Philadelphia, whose case had been reported to her as being one of great need. She found things even worse than she had feared. The poor woman (coughs) was old, crippled with rheumatism, and lived alone in a poor little room with only the help of a kind neighbour now and then to do things for her, and yet she was bright and cheerful and full of thankful thanksgiving for her many mercies. My friend marvelled that cheerfulness or thankfulness could be possible under such circumstances and said, "'Do you never get frightened at the thought of what's happening to you all alone here "'and so lame as you are?' "'The old negro woman looked at her in surprise "'and and said in tones of utter amazement, "'Frightened? "'Why, honey, don't you know I've got a father, "'and don't you know that he takes care of me "'the whole enduring time?' "'And then, as my friend looked um, perplexed, "'she added in tones of wondering reproof, "'My honey, why, honey, surely my father is your father too?' And you know about him. And you know that he takes care of his children. What a lesson, my friend, never forgot. So, as you can see, this is the secret of life. It really is the secret of life. See, God loves us. He will never give up. We need to give everything to him. We need to... Do that. Now, I love this verse. I, I read most days, first Corinthians 13. It's all about love. And, um, and no matter what we do, if we don't have God's love in us, right, everything else in life is going to be in vain. In the end, it's going to be in vain. And this is what it says, um, verse seven. It says, love, God's love in us never gives up never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Now, I I want to be like that, and only God can make me like that, and only God can make you like that. Now, the secret in life is really knowing what God is like. When you know what God is like, you are going to trust him. So I would encourage you, you, if it's not your habit, to spend daily reading the scriptures, getting to know God, Please do it. Anyhow, I've run out of time, as usual, and we would um, wish you all the best and keep your eyes on Jesus. God bless. Thank you, Dennis.
1: So, yes, just before we go, just like to let you know about a couple of um, free giveaways. One of them is here that we can send to you, and it's called the book Steps to Christ. And the other is... A science Magazine, which is in the local takeaways here in Palmerston North. Articles on health and family and issues we face in life today. So, yes, and um, you can contact us. Remember that uh, we're happy to pray for you or a friend or family member on or off ear, And you can send us feedback too. We'd love to hear from you, your thoughts, um and maybe your encouragement to us, and maybe any questions. So, you can contact us on info at mpr.nz or text on 022 6815216. So, just before we say farewell, we'll just have our closing prayer.
3: Father in heaven, we just thank you, Lord, that you are for us and that you care for us and we can cast our burdens on you. Lord, bless each hearer, um, or listener, I should say, <laughs> um, and yeah, be close to them and just guide them to you, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, yes, from both of us here,
1: Dennis and Lynette,
3: um, at Amazing
1: Grace, we pray that you will grow in grace. May the love of the Father Uh, Heavenly Father, God, and the grace of our Lord Jesus and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. Until we connect again on the airwaves. God bless. Bye for now.